coming up on episode 65 of the Keto Camp Podcast, five ways to practice fasting for serious weight loss. There's two types of dry fasting. There is a hard dry fast, there is a soft dry fast. A hard dry fast means you cannot take a shower, you cannot have any water touch your skin, you cannot go outside in the rain because your body will absorb that water and hydrate your cells. It's so stinking smart, it will do that. So that's the most extreme of a dry fast. It's a hard dry fast. You cannot brush your teeth, you cannot shower, you cannot get any water contact on your skin. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. What's up, Keto Camper? I'm excited to share this episode with you. One of my favorite things to talk about is fasting. And on this episode, we're gonna talk about intermittent fasting, block fasting, dry fasting, OMAD, which stands for one meal a day, and so much more. I also have two bonus tips at the end of this. One of them is gonna teach you how to break the fast the right way, and then teach you what not to do, how to break the fast the wrong way. And also for women who have the monthly cycle, what to do that time of the month, and so much more. This is such a fun episode. I can't wait for you to hear it. Before I get into this episode, I want to say thank you for listening to the Keto Camp Podcast. Here on the Keto Camp Podcast, we release three brand new episodes every single week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We have some of the amazing, most amazing thought leaders in this world. Dr. Will Cole, Dr. Dan Pompa, Dr. Jason Fong, Dr. Ken Berry, Naomi Whittle, and so many more brilliant people. So go back and listen to the previous episodes and stay tuned for future episodes. If you're not subscribed yet, hit the subscribe button. Take a screenshot of this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast if you get any value from it and post it on your Instagram story and or Instagram profile and tag me in it. My Instagram handle is at the Benazadi, that is T-H-E-B-N-A-Z-A-D-I. I'll be sure to see that and tag you right back with an upload on my story and we'll get some other keto campers following you back. Today is actually Black Friday here in America. That is the day after Thanksgiving when everybody goes crazy and buys a whole bunch of clothes and a whole bunch of technology. Why don't we do this instead? Instead of buying all that stuff or in addition to it, that's fine if you do, why don't you invest in your health? I wanna offer you an amazing special here, and it's only for today only, so if you're not listening this, to this episode today, chances are the coupon code will not work. I wanna give you 50% off of my Keto Camp Academy. The Keto Camp Academy has 100 plus videos that you will not find anywhere else. We release brand new content every week. We have exclusive interviews with New York Times bestsellers and other thought leaders in the keto and fasting space. You also get a monthly coaching call with me. You get over $600 worth in meal plans. You get all my books and so much more. It's not just about keto and fasting. 
although we have everything you need to learn and want to learn about keto and fasting, we have a section on fitness. We have fitness workouts in there. We have a section on sleep, on mindset, on toxicity, on just fat loss specifically, and, and so much more. Now, the Keto Camp Academy is $39 per month. Cancel anytime. The Black Friday special is 50% off your membership. That's right, 5-0% off your membership. If you hear this in time, head over to ketocampacademy.com and put the coupon code BLACKFRIDAY and you'll automatically apply 50% off your membership. Do it today. Take action because action takers rule the world. Again, that's ketocampacademy.com. Use the coupon code BLACKFRIDAY and you'll get 50% off your membership. Let's get into this episode so I could break down five ways for you to practice fasting for serious weight loss. I'm going to break down five methods here to practice fasting. We're going to get into block fasting, dry fasting, OMAD. I'm going to give you two bonus tips at the end of this video that ties it all together. One of the bonus tips are how to break your fast properly to avoid weight gain. And then for females who have a monthly cycle, I'm going to give you a little tip as well when it comes to fasting and what you should do that time of the month. So let's get into this. I have five methods for you. Let's start with number one. Number one is going to be my favorite way to practice intermittent fasting, and that is an 18-6 schedule. What does that look like on your calendar, on your clock? That's going to mean 18 hours out of the day, you're going to be in a fasted state. You're going to have some water, some high-quality salt, but no food. You're not going to raise glucose or insulin for 18 hours out of the day. Now, the final six hours remaining is your feasting window. So what that looks like, typically for my clients, is they essentially skip breakfast. They go until 12 p.m. and they break their fast at 12 p.m. So they have lunch and they continue eating from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Okay, that's a six-hour eating window and then an 18-hour fasting window. Who should follow this approach? I love an 18-6 schedule for somebody who has already achieved their weight loss goals, but they only have about 10 or so pounds to go, and they want to still get the benefits of fasting, but not do too much of fasting. This schedule is great because it's not technically about eating less. It's about eating less often. You could still have the same amount of calories and meals that you usually have, but you have them within a certain window. So you raise glucose and insulin, you raise a pathway called mTOR, which is a growth pathway during that six-hour eating window, and then you are in a fasted state, pulling out fat, burning down your sugar reserves on that 18-hour fasting window. I like the schedule because most people can follow this. Whether you have a corporate job, you work for yourself, you're traveling a lot, in 18-6 format, that is my favorite way to practice fasting, and I personally follow that myself. Now, let's move on to the second way to practice fasting. I like this method for somebody who has 20 pounds or more to lose, and that's an OMAD lifestyle. You might have heard of OMAD. That stands for one meal a day. Okay, that means you're just feasting it up one meal a day. You essentially go dinner to dinner or lunch to lunch or breakfast to breakfast, however you choose to do it, but you're essentially going about 23 hours fasting, one hour eating window. I like this for people who want to lose 20 pounds or more because for 23 hours out of the day, you're forcing your body, you're forcing your cells and your mitochondria to start tapping into your subcutaneous fat stores and pulling out fat for energy. So I love that format. Just a word of caution here when it comes to OMAD. Don't do it for too long. 
if you get too much of what's called autophagy, cellular regeneration, cellular recycling, we don't want that as well. We want a proper balance of mTOR, which is that growth, and autophagy. So I like OMAD. Just make sure you're not doing it for several months and several years. I like it for maybe one or two months. As the weight starts to drop down, then you could switch up to one of the other methods that I'm sharing on this video today. So that's the OMAD. That was number two. Number three is a great strategy for those of you who want to follow fasting and feasting long-term. And this is a rule that I got from my coach and mentor, Dr. Pampa. And this is the 5-1-1 rule. You might have seen it in my previous videos. I actually have a video on four ways to practice diet variation. And you could find that in the cards right above here. One of those ways was this 5-1-1 rule. 5-1-1 rule is fantastic. Here's how it works. Five days out of the week, you're following an 18-6 fasting schedule, which I broke down, number one on this list, and then you're eating for six hours. When you are eating during that eating window, you're eating keto-friendly foods. You're in ketosis for five days practicing intermittent fasting. Now, that other day, that sixth day, you're doing a 24-hour fast, OMAD essentially. You're having you're going from dinner to dinner or lunch to lunch or breakfast to breakfast. You're just having some water and some salt. That leaves one more day left out throughout the week. What are we going to do for that last day? This is your feast day. This is that one day that you designate to activate mTOR, to activate growth, to remind the body that it's not starving. So one day out of the week, you're not practicing fasting. You're not eating keto. You're actually eating more paleo, low-carb-ish, but not technically keto. You're getting out of ketosis and you're not practicing fasting. Why would we do this? Well, the body loves adaptation. When you create adaptation by going keto and fasting to one day no fasting and more healthy carbs, you force your cells to adapt. You're made up of 70 trillion cells, and when you force this adaptation, amazing things happen. Your hormones become more sensitive, and here's something I want you to really, really stick with and understand, and that's when you create adaptation, Good cells get stronger, bad cells don't adapt. So what happens, this adaptation makes the bad mitochondria, the bad cells go bye-bye, and the good cells, the good mitochondria get stronger. That's what we want. So that's the 5-1-1 rule. I'm gonna outline it in the notes of this video down below in case you're wondering how to do that. I'm gonna give you a quick refresher. That's five days out of the week, doing intermittent fasting, eating keto. One day, doing a 24-hour fast, that final day, you're doing a feast day, high healthy carbs, 100 to 200 grams of healthy carbs, no fasting. That's the 5-1-1 rule. I like that for most people as well. Hey, I want to interrupt this episode real quick to let you know that I am here drinking my delicious Purity Coffee. It is the world's healthiest keto coffee beans. They are have the highest antioxidants. They are mold-free they tested these keto coffee beans from Purity Coffee against the top 40 brands out there, and Keto Purity Coffee won hands down, not just with quality, but also taste. And I partnered with Purity Coffee to get an affiliate link for Keto Campers. If you head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com, put Keto Camp at checkout, you'll get 10% off of your coffee beans. I get mine delivered to me every single month on auto ship so I don't have to think about it. In fact, I have it right here in front of me, a delicious warm cup of this delicious coffee with MCT oil and some grass-fed ghee. Oh my gosh, that is a powerful fatty coffee to power you through the day so you don't have to rely on unhealthy keto meals. 
head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com and put Keto Camp at checkout and get your bag of beans delivered to your door. All right, let's get back to this episode. The fourth method here is going to be block fasting, extended fasting. I categorize block fasting as a three or more day fast, water fast here. I like this for somebody who has autoimmune disease, somebody who has more than 20 pounds to lose, maybe you're obese, you have a lot of body fat and you want to get rid of it, maybe you have loose skin, and for somebody who just wants to be preventative. I love block fasting as a strategy to do maybe one to two times a year, but you got to use caution here with everything I'm sharing because fasting is a powerful tool and you really got to know how to use that tool. When it comes to block fasting, amazing things start to happen. The way I teach it to my Keto Camp Academy members is to achieve something called maximum autophagy. This is a process that Dr. Thomas Seafried has outlined in his book, A Metabolic Approach to Cancer. If you don't know who Dr. Thomas Seafried is, go follow his work. He's a world-renowned oncologist from Boston College. The purpose of a block fast is to achieve this max autophagy. What is max autophagy? Well, I gave you a little bit of an explanation of what autophagy is earlier in this video. I'll break it down again for you. Autophagy is a process of your body recycling damaged cells. Just like that refrigerator you have inside of your kitchen right now, that refrigerator what has expired groceries. It has uh, milk, cheese, and items in your grocery that all have an expiration date. So let me ask you a question, Keto Camper. What will happen if you let all of the groceries inside of your refrigerator expire, but instead of throwing them into the trash, you kind of just push them towards the back of the refrigerator, you go to the grocery store, you buy new groceries, bring them back home, put them in front of the old expired groceries, and close that door. That's going to be a toxic environment. Mold, bacteria, disease, nasty things will start to develop inside of that refrigerator. Well, guess what? Your body is like that refrigerator. You have cells, you have mitochondria, you have protein inside of your body right now that have an expiration date on them. In fact, out of the 70 trillion cells that you have, 70 billion of them require recycling every single day. It's your body's way of taking out those damaged or or expired groceries and throwing it into the trash. That's what autophagy is doing. When you fast, it's a switch that's turned on. Now, when does this switch get turned on? On average, around the 16-hour mark of a fast, you're activating autophagy. It really depends on the person. Somebody might take up to 24 hours. Somebody could get it at 14 hours. But on average, 16 hours is when autophagy starts. Why I love block fasting is is because when you go into an extended fast, three days, four days, five days, ketones begin to surge, glucose drops down, and then eventually you hit maximum autophagy. Here is how you calculate maximum autophagy. You're going to take your glucose during that block fast, and you're going to divide it by 18. So you're going to take your blood glucose. I use Keto Mojo. Highly recommend them. I'll put a link for them down below. Let's say it's 70. You're going to divide 70 by 18. That's going to give you 3.8. Then you're going to take your blood ketone measurements, and then you're going to compare your glucose divided by 18 by your ketones. If your ketones are 3.8 or higher, you have hit maximum autophagy. What is the significance of that? This is where Dr. Thomas Seafried has seen cancerous tumors shrink before his eyes in his patients when they achieve maximum autophagy. And the only way to get it 
essentially is through a block fast, three, four, five days. That's how I teach it in the Keto Camp Academy. Like I said, use caution, but I love block fasting as a preventative measure because one of my favorite quotes comes from Einstein. He said, intellectual solve problems, geniuses prevent them. You are a genius. When you practice block fasting, you are being proactive, not reactive, and you're taking control over your future. The body will start to turn off bad genes, turn on good genes, and you feel like a rock star. So I think it's a great idea to have guidance through a block fast one or two times per year for this process, not to mention all the fat loss that's going to occur because your body will eat fat cells during a block fast, but that's just a side effect, a bonus benefit from a block fast. The main thing is getting that maximum autophagy. If you'd like to learn more on how to accomplish a block fast, then head over to ketocampacademy.com, learn about my online membership, and I can show you how to do it the right way. I got one final tip for you here, and I'm excited to share this one. It's a little bit extreme, so you might be thinking you're a little nuts for teaching this, but like I said, use caution for everything I'm sharing here for you. Number five method, and the final method to practice fasting for serious weight loss is dry fasting. Dry fasting, what does that mean? That means essentially no water. There's two types of dry fasting. There is a hard dry fast, there is a soft dry fast. A hard dry fast means you cannot take a shower, you cannot have any water touch your skin, you cannot go outside in the rain because your body will absorb that water and hydrate your cells, it's so stinking smart. It will do that. So that's the most extreme of a dry fast. It's a hard dry fast. You cannot brush your teeth. You cannot shower. You cannot get any water contact on your skin. Then we have a soft dry fast. That means you still don't drink water, but you can shower. You can go outside in the rain and you can get water touching your skin. The thing about dry fasting is you get three to one autophagy benefits. I've seen dry fasting rapidly eat up fat cells in somebody's body. Essentially, one day, a 24-hour dry fast is equivalent to a three-day water fast in terms of autophagy. So you get three-to-one autophagy. I talk more about this on episode one of the Keto Camp podcast with Dr. Dan Pompa. I'll put a link for that video in the notes up above. I'll put also a link for it down below. Go listen to that episode and go watch the interview I did with Dr. Pompa about dry fasting. Dry fasting is extreme, so I do recommend you work with a practitioner if you want to do it but I've seen it really eat up the fat cells. The body is going to go ravenous on those fat cells because it's going to do anything it wants to do, anything it can do to survive, and that means your fat cells will be eaten up. I have two bonus tips for you here. It's very important to understand these two bonus tips. The first one is going to be how you break your fast is very important especially something like a block extended extended fast because during a block fast, your body is essentially eating and burning down, eating up all bacteria in the gut, good and bad. So you're starving down all bacteria and then how you break the fast is just as important as the fast itself. So I actually have a video on my YouTube channel. I'll put it in the cards right here, how to break an extended block fast. So if you're thinking about doing it, I have a general outline for you up above. If you're just doing intermittent fasting, it's still important to break your fast the right way. We always wanna break the fast with a combination of protein and fat, not carbohydrates and fat, because if you break your fast with carbs and fat, at this point during the fast, when you're about to break it, your hormones are very sensitive, which is fantastic. We like that, we love that, we want that. But when you spike glucose from that carbohydrate-rich meal, 
insulin will do a great job at bringing glucose to your cells, unlocking those cells, pushing the glucose into the cells, and bringing blood sugar down in the body. Fantastic. But if you have fat with that meal, guess what's going to follow along with it? The fat, and it might slow down your fat burning. Instead, have protein and fat to break every fast. That could mean a keto smoothie, which I have a keto smoothie recipe book in the Keto Camp Academy. It can mean eggs and avocado or a steak cooked in some olive oil. That's a better way to break your fast, protein and fat. Plus, it satiates you better than carbohydrates would. The second bonus tip is for any lady watching this right now, any woman watching this right now who has her monthly cycle. This is the time of the month that I recommend you do not practice fasting, you do not practice keto five to seven days leading up to your period. Think about it. Why do you get so many cravings for chocolate and carbohydrates this week? It's your body's way of telling you something. It wants an insulin spike from those carbohydrates to make certain hormonal conversion, conversions to help that monthly cycle. It'll help with progesterone. It'll help with the uterine lining of your monthly cycle. And you'll feel much better when you get out of ketosis and you stop practicing fasting five days leading up to your period. So those are some considerations for you. I'm gonna go over all five with you right now so it could refresh your memory. Number one was an 18-6 fasting schedule. Number two was OMAD, one meal a day. Number three was the 5-1-1 rule. Number four was a block slash extended fasting schedule. Number five was dry fasting. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I had so much fun recording that, as I said in the beginning. Fasting is my favorite thing to talk about. I have been practicing uh, variations of fasting since 2013. Fasting is a tool that can get the job done or hurt you, similar to a chainsaw. A chainsaw could get the job done or hurt you. What's more important than the actual tool is the person who wields it. So if you want help putting this all together, then head over to ketocampacademy.com right now, enter the coupon code Black Friday, and you'll get 50% off your membership. Make sure you explore the KetoCamp YouTube channel. We release a video on the KetoCamp YouTube channel every other day. You could also get the video version of this podcast episode on the KetoCamp YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash KetoCamp. And I also want to give you a free gift before I sign off. Head over to KetoKickStartGuide.com and get a free 12-page ebook that's going to teach you how to practice keto and fasting. And there's also a, a small meal plan in there as well. That's KetoKickStartGuide.com. If this episode was helpful for you, please leave it a rating and review on iTunes. It really makes a big difference for the show. Please take a few seconds to just leave it a rating and review, and I would really appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode through. You'll hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.